listening to the ILCA Insider Podcast. We amplify labor's voice around the world. I'm Andrea Adelman, Membership and Communications Coordinator of ILCA. Today we have Marcy Rosenblum from Tricom Creative with us. Hi, Marcy. Thanks for joining us. Um, hi, Andrea. Thanks for having me on the podcast today to talk about such an important topic for labor unions. Yeah, we have, thanks in advance for all of the expertise and guidance you're going to share with us. So let's uh, let's set the context. Tell us a little bit about your background in um, providing communications strategy for businesses and politicians. But then you but you began as a journalist. Trace, uh, I trace, did. Bring us up to present. So I did. I majored in journalism at the University of Florida and actually started out as a financial and business reporter at a daily newspaper. Um, from there, I transitioned to public relations in the New York State Assembly and then went on to become a press director for one of the most high-profile pro- high New York State senators. Um, that career path put me in regular contact with labor unions of all sizes because labor unions work directly with politicians. One of those labor unions came to me and asked if I would be willing to help them write and design a newsletter um, for their legislative department. Since my background was in writing, it was not a problem. The design at the time was a huge problem, um, but I learned quickly, totally self-taught. Um, But seeing as I had both a strong background in writing and extensive knowledge of politics, for the labor union, it was a perfect fit. I could meet all their needs. And that's how eventually Tricom Creative came about because I just didn't want a full-time job anymore working for someone else when I could use my skills to work for myself and help sort of a cause that I really felt strongly about. Excellent. Thanks, sir. So I went on to start my own company um, because I was really enjoying the work that I was doing with the labor unions. But on the other side, I also really enjoyed the political work as well. And I guess at the time I was considered sort of a political junkie. But um, it was, you know, it was hard work full time as a press director for the state senator and do freelance work on the side. So as my family started to grow, it just was like the perfect opportunity to open my own business and see how far I could take it. Um, Just times were different then. They didn't, you know, news wasn't instantaneous. Um, There were not so many fast and furious ways to communicate. News traveled so much slower. Um, But the business sort of just evolved in keeping up with the times. Great. So that brings us to the present. So uh, I'm sure there's no, there's really no such thing as a typical day. But tell tell us what you do more or less on a day-to-day basis for your current clients. So as I mentioned, when I started my own business, communication was just a totally different ballgame. So a lot of time was spent on writing and designing targeted mailings, a lot of which were newsletters. Um, But that foray into the world of newsletters is really how I started with labor unions. Um, You know, once you do work for one, then someone else is, you know, oh, hey, how come your message is so well written? Or how come you have such a great design and we're just, you know, putting a letter in an envelope? Well, as we all know, no one reads a letter in an envelope anymore. Um, I mean, I don't know about you, but the mail accumulates in my office for days before I open it. And that's on a good week. 
So people are really getting their information in different ways now. Um, the materials that I found unions were producing were really lacking in quality, concise writing that set up a clear message and the messages were not engaging for the readership. Um, and that's at a time when people actually took the time to read something. Right. Now everything is in you know little snippets and 140 characters and how much can you say in two sentences. Um, so, you know, as I started working for one union, I found that other unions were reaching out and I reached out to some as well. And we just sat in and sort of reviewed their material and said, you know, how could this be better? You have so much going on and you're so involved and so active and your membership is growing and you're doing organizing campaigns and you're recruiting and, and you're just not effectively getting your message out there. Um, and one of the things that they were really struggling with was how to develop a real call of action. Because it's one thing to say, you know, I have 300 members, I have 3,000 members, I have 30,000 members, but if they're not involved, what's the point of having so many members? Um, you know, they're not really there for you to count on. They're just sort of getting their information and, you know, leave me alone and, and let's move on. Um, so with Tricom Creative, because of our extensive background in writing and graphic design, and we know politics and we know the labor movement, um, because we've been so heavily involved in all aspects, it just, the business has sort of developed. But as we all know, times have also changed drastically. So we went from just really writing and producing newsletters and targeted mailings to designing and maintaining to the OCA Insider Podcast, we amplify labor's voice around the world. I'm Andrea Adelman, Membership and Communications Coordinator of ILCA. Today we have Marcy Rosenblum from Tricom Creative with us. Hi, Marcy. Thanks for joining us. Um, hi, Andrea. Thanks for having me on the podcast today to talk about such an important topic for labor unions. Yeah, we have, thanks in advance for all of the expertise and guidance you're going to share with us. So let's uh, let's set the context. Tell us a little bit about your background in um, providing communications strategy for businesses and politicians. But then you but you began as a journalist. Trace, uh, I trace, did bring us up to present. So I did. I majored in journalism at the University of Florida and actually started out as a financial and business reporter at a daily newspaper. Um, from there, I transitioned to public relations in the New York State Assembly and then went on to become a press director for one of the most high-profile pro high New York State senators. Um, that career path put me in regular contact with labor unions of all sizes because labor unions work directly with politicians. One of those labor unions came to me and asked if I would be willing to help them write and design a newsletter um, for their legislative department. Since my background was in writing, it was not a problem. The design at the time was a huge problem, um, but I learned quickly, totally self-taught. Um, but seeing as I had both a strong background in writing and extensive knowledge of politics, for the labor union, it was a perfect fit. I could meet all their needs. And that's how eventually Tricom Creative came about because I just didn't want a full-time job anymore working for someone else when I 
could use my skills to work for myself and help sort of a cause that I really felt strongly about. Excellent. So, Thanks, sir. Welcome to the ILCA Insider Podcast. We amplify labor's voice around the world. I'm Andrea Adelman, Membership and Communications Coordinator of ILCA. Today we have Marcy Rosenblum from Tricom Creative with us. Hi, Marcy. Thanks for joining us. Um, hi, Andrea. Thanks for having me on the podcast today to talk about such an important topic for labor unions. Yeah, we are, thanks in advance for all of the expertise and guidance you're going to share with us. So let's uh, let's set the context. Tell us a little bit about your background in um, providing communications strategy for businesses and politicians. But then you but you began as a journalist. Trace, uh, I Trace, did. Bring us up to present. So I did. I majored in journalism at the University of Florida and actually started out as a financial and business reporter at a daily newspaper. Um, from there, I transitioned to public relations in the New York State Assembly and then went on to become a press director for one of the most high-profile pro- high New York State senators. Um, that career path put me in regular contact with labor unions of all sizes because labor unions work directly with politicians. One of those labor unions came to me and asked if I would be willing to help them write and design a newsletter um, for their legislative department. Since my background was in writing, it was not a problem. The design at the time was a huge problem, um, but I learned quickly, totally self-taught. Um, but seeing as I had both a strong background in writing and extensive knowledge of politics, for the labor union, it was a perfect fit. I could meet all their needs. And that's how eventually Tricom Creative came about because I just didn't want a full-time job anymore working for someone else when I could use my skills to work for myself and help sort of a cause that I really felt strongly about. Excellent. Thanks, sir. Yes, I went on to start my own company um, because I was really enjoying the work that I was doing with the labor unions. But on the other side, I also really enjoyed the political work as well. And I guess at the time I was considered sort of a political junkie. But um, it was, you know, it was hard work full time as a press director for the state senator and do freelance work on the side. So as my family started to grow, it just was like the perfect opportunity to open my own business and see how far I could take it. Um, Just times were different then. They didn't, you know, news wasn't instantaneous. Um, There were not so many fast and furious ways to communicate. News traveled so much slower. Um, But the business sort of just evolved in keeping up with the times. Great. So that brings us to the present. So uh, I'm sure there's no, there's really no such thing as a typical day. But tell tell us what you do more or less on a day-to-day basis for your current clients. So as I mentioned, when I started my own business, communication was just a totally different ballgame. So a lot of time was spent on writing and designing targeted mailings, a lot of which were newsletters. Um, But that foray into the world of newsletters is really how I started with labor unions. Um, You know, once you do work for one, then someone else is, you know, oh, hey, how come your message is so well written? Or how come you have such a great design? And we're just, you know, putting a letter in an envelope. 
Well, as we all know, no one reads a letter in an envelope anymore. Um, I mean, I don't know about you, but the mail accumulates in my office for days before I open it. And that's on a good week. So people are really getting their information in different ways now. Um, the materials that I found unions were producing were really lacking in quality, concise writing that set up a clear message and the messages were not engaging for the readership. Um, and that's at a time when people actually took the time to read something. Right. Now everything is in you know little snippets and 140 characters and how much can you say in two sentences. Um, so, you know, as I started working for one union, I found that other unions were reaching out and I reached out to some as well. And we just sat in and sort of reviewed their material and said, you know, how could this be better? You have so much going on and you're so involved and so active and your membership is growing and you're doing organizing campaigns and you're recruiting and, and you're just not effectively getting your message out there. Um, and one of the things that they were really struggling with was how to develop a real call of action. Because it's one thing to say, you know, I have 300 members, I have 3,000 members, I have 30,000 members, but if they're not involved, what's the point of having so many members? Um, you know, they're not really there for you to count on. They're just sort of getting their information and, you know, leave me alone and, and let's move on. Um, so with Tricom Creative, because of our extensive background in writing and graphic design, and we know politics and we know the labor movement, um, because we've been so heavily involved in all aspects, it just, the business has sort of developed. But as we all know, times have also changed drastically. So we went from just really writing and producing newsletters and targeted mailings to designing and maintaining websites. Um, social media setup and monitoring and posting, um, PowerPoint presentations, branding, organizing campaigns. And while we still do an abundance of newsletters, they are now both in print and electronic formats. So if there's a way for unions to communicate with it, both internally, externally, we know it, we capitalize on it, and we make sure that it's successful for the unions. What, um, and thank you for that, a very global overview of uh, digital, from analog to digital communications media. Um, how, in retrospect, what, uh, what do you feel that you taught yourself successfully and not so successfully about that transition from analog to digital? What, what lessons could you impart on unions that are, that, 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 like all of them really began in the analog age and are now adapting to the digital age. What, what did you, what do you consider best practices or you, it, it, to the extent that you were one of the pioneers of this, of moving unions from analog to digital? What One of the things that I really found was that things that are unfamiliar are scary. So, I would go to a union client and say, hey, you know, we're doing this great print newsletter, but you do it once a month or once a quarter or twice a year. Um, and by the time we write the content and it, you know, goes through the whole editing process and then it has to be printed and then it has to be mailed, 
it's not so timely anymore. So let's, you know, take a shot at social media. And for a while, most of our clients were like, no way, not getting involved. I don't want to know about it. It's too time consuming. It's too scary. What if we post something and we get negative feedback? There was just a whole myriad of reasons why unions were hesitant to get involved. Um, but it more became explaining why it was so important. And for Tricom Creative, it was figuring out how to sort of allocate our time with a client in print versus social media. And really what it comes to our clients understanding that it's not just one way. You cannot reach out one way to people. Memberships are vast and they're varied and you've got, you know, an older population who didn't grow up with social media and might not be so involved in it. Um, you've got a younger generation who barely even knows what a newspaper looks like. And it's not just about the written word. You know, it's great to have a message, but if it's not creatively presented, most people aren't going to read it and some don't even bother to look at it. Um, so it, it's really knowing what you're doing and how to best reach out to the membership. And I know for so many unions, it's just either a scary concept or it's another thing on their overloaded to-do lists, which is why so many unions reach out to us because we've been doing it for so long. And we have unions, honestly, we have clients who are 300 members and we have our largest client is probably 150,000. So unions should not be afraid of the social media realm and they shouldn't be afraid to reach out for assistance and help. Um, sometimes it's just overwhelming because you don't know what you're doing and it's not just the front end. You know, Andrea, it's it's not just the posting, it's the monitoring and getting back to members. Um, and it's the What's analytics it? on the back end. So let, let's, let's see if we can ease into this in a way that's possibly, possibly less intimidating. It seems that everybody feels compelled to either read Twitter or get on Twitter create Twitter accounts, What when somebody approaches you with big, terrified eyes and says, what is this Twitter thing and how do I get started? How would you, how would you hold their hand through it? And how, well, first of all, how would, how would you commu communicate the importance of being on Twitter and then, so, and then encourage them to get started? Right. So everybody these days is on some form of social media. Um, you know, if it's, if it's either Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, and every aspect of social media seems to hit a different target audience. So what we have found with our clients, our union clients anyway, is the majority of our union clients' membership does not necessarily use Twitter. Um, they are more Facebook. We have much more success posting on Facebook and monitoring and, and getting back to members than we do on Instagram or Twitter. But having said that, it's also not about only what you post, but how you post. 
So there are many things that have to be taken into account. The time of the day, the day of the week. Do you just post text alone or do you combine it with a graphic or a photo? How do you formulate your post so it's engaging? Are you, in, you, know, are you intending to invite feedback or is your post solely for informational purposes? Um, but one of the most important things for labor unions to keep in mind when it comes to Twitter is that politicians at all levels of government are heavy Twitter users. Um, that's the biggest reason when a, when a labor union approaches us and says, you know, why do we need Twitter? Because unions are so heavily intertwined with politicians and the political realm that you can't really have one without the other. So let's face it, you know, legislators will work on a bill that a union is opposed to. Let's, you know, you've got to get that message out as many places as you can, how devastating that piece of legislation can be. Um, so really, it, it's, it's a matter of taking it in bite-sized chunks. So obviously, first you have to set up your account. You know, come up with something that's very descriptive of your union. Hopefully, nobody else has it. You know, hopefully, if you're, you know, the steam pipe union local 12, there's only one of you in America. So, you know, it's easy to create that as your handle. Um, then what I always do for clients or tell them to do is research and formulate a list of Twitter handles for politicians, people who are at all levels of government that you deal with specifically, and some that you might not deal with but that are key players in that field. So legislation drastically impacts positively and negatively how unions operate and function. If a union can tag those politicians and use appropriate hashtags, I can promise you that unions, or that, sorry, that politicians are seeing that. And if they are not, there is somebody in their office monitoring that all the time. Um, you know, they, we've found that politicians definitely want to know what unions are tweeting about. And unions, not only is it the legislative aspect, but politicians count on unions for support in their political campaigns. You know, they always turn to unions. Will you support us? Can we send out a letter using your name? Can we post that we got, you know, your endorsement? Um, but it's also, we need to emphasize to unions that you have to tweet the good and the bad. You know, praise when you can, so when you have to criticize, you don't come across as a constant complainer. The ultimate goal, obviously, it is, is to have politicians on your side who are willing to work with you. So you want to tag the important, you know, the key pertinent players. Um, and then as far as hashtags go, it's important to make a list of the most common hashtags people use for your particular field or something that you're tweeting about. So for unions who are just starting out as you know, and it becomes an easy reference guide. For example, actually, let, let me let me jump in. Let's back up a quick second. Let's let's hypothesize that we have one or two listeners who maybe are not familiar with the internal lingo of Twitter. So, in our discussion here, you've used the word handle and tag and hashtag. And so, let's explain what all those are to people who are unfamiliar with Twitter. So, you you referred a while ago. To the concept of a Twitter handle. Let's just 